Hey everyone, it's Trey Farkas here, producer TST, as some of you know. And before we begin today's show, I just want to ask one quick favor from you. Please, please give a follow to the Area Hawani Show on Apple, on Spotify. I prefer Spotify for obvious reasons. We need your support if we want to continue doing this show and making this show as big as we can be and as impactful as we all know it can be, as Ariel, Chuck, PT, and I and the whole crew know it can be. We need your help. So if you've listened to the show but haven't clicked follow on it, it's very easy to find. Please do that. It would mean the absolute world to us. That's all we ask of you. Now let's get on to today's episode. Crack is back, and I am back under my cover, which allows you to hear more beautiful audio, according to the scientist, Troy Farkas. Big response to Marcin Tybura, him and Tom Aspinall, the friendliest beef of all time. Something tells me we've had a bit of an impact on the UFC this week, the Crack Army. It's a big week again, KSW 82. It's a bit of a smaller event because they're coming up to the Coliseum, the massive stadium show. If you're a European fan... Uh, of MMA and you're based anywhere close to Poland get the hell over there for that it's going to be absolutely tremendous I have missed two now I'm going to miss that one because it's my brother's wedding the same week so devastating of course but going to be a huge event KSW 82 this week they're doing it in the studio seven fights Jebex on the top of against Hoy I might have a look at that but Beltar 296 in France is going to definitely take up my attention this week it's Gegard Mousasi and Fabian Edwards in the main event and they will be vying for a shot against Johnny Eblen, who was our guest this week. I think this is honestly could be the biggest thing for the UK Bellator movement if Fabian wins. Like, with his brother being the UFC champion and him then fighting for a middleweight title, provided he gets through a legend of the sport and a legend of nearly 60, well, I think over 60 fights at this stage, Gegard Mousasi, no small task. But if he can, they're onto something absolutely huge. Really a big fan of the co-main event there as well, Mansour Barnoy and Brent Primus. That's in the tournament at 155. I think Bernoy is a beast, you know? I think I pronounced his name wrong as well. I think it's Bernoy, maybe? I don't know. Jesus, that's tough, man. But anyway, I'm happy to say I'm wrong. That's a very good card. Castle of Enstinus as well is on the card. Kane Musa against Thibaut Gauthier. Keyholz is also on the card. Big one from Holland. Saul Rogers. Yves Landu. Tim Wilde. I mean, all the boys are going. Very excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. Nice, good timing on a Friday as well. And then we're on to Ian Gary on Saturday on UFC on ABC4. Well, I mean, Jerzina Rosenstruck and Jelton Almeida is the main event. And you got Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker repping SBG, of course, the Dublin Massive. Then D-Rod and Ian Gary, man. It's a huge fight. I cannot wait for that fight. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I love it for Ian, but it's obviously very dangerous. That's what makes it so exciting, I suppose. However... Look, there's going to be some big news from PFL on Friday. I don't know if you saw Guilherme Cruz's article from MMA Fighting. Lots of failed drug tests there, and I believe more to be announced on the way. What does that do to the bracket? Like, I mean, I think so far, like, three of the 205ers or something named in the bracket, they're going to get bans. Obviously, the commission tested these guys over there in Las Vegas, which they will. But very interesting situation they're in now. How do they react to that? They need to react to that. Cut with the pants down, as they say. So that's going to be Friday from what I'm hearing. There will be a statement. Looking forward to seeing what that's all about. But um, before this weekend's card, uh, this this Paris card in Bellator, I thought Johnny Eblen would be the great guy to get on because 
A lot of people think this guy's the best middleweight in the world, including Stylebender. Israel Adesanya, they just think his style is absolutely terrible for someone like Stylebender. I asked him about that. I asked him about Fabian and Musasi. I mean, Fabian and Musasi have very different dynamics with Johnny Eblen, which I find very entertaining. Musasi's full of respect. Obviously, they fought before. Eblen beat him 50-45. And then, of course, Fabian, the guy with the chip on his shoulder, the upstart on his way up. Very interesting. This guy trains at ATT with all the greats. You know, another champion, of course, from Bellator, Yaroslav Amosov. I talk about their bromance and the fact that more and more people are saying maybe Amosov beats Leon Edwards. Maybe Eblen beats Stylebender. Maybe Nemkov beats Sweet Dreams Hill. Very interesting chat. He's a lovely lad. I just got him before he was going out to munch a load of escargot, my good pal James Ministry. So glad to have him. Delighted to say we have finally got an American on. That isn't Chuck Mendenhall. But uh, however, enjoy this and I'll talk to you afterwards. There is a growing conversation surrounding this man being the greatest middleweight on the planet. I'm proud to say I'm joined by Bellator middleweight champion, the human cheat code, Johnny Eblen, who is now 13-0, and he's in Paris because it's a big European fight that could determine his next challenger between Gegard Mousasi, who he's already defeated, and the young upstart, Fabian Edwards. Johnny, thank you so much for joining me, first of all, mate. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How, how are you finding this uh, trip to Paris? I mean, I was watching this press conference yesterday. You're sitting in the crowd, and the guys up on the stage seem to be staring at you. Even though you're not fighting, you seem to be a man in high regard over there. Yeah, I mean, I'm the champ. I'm the the guy at the top. So if you want to be the best, you got to beat me. So that's why all eyes are on me during that uh, that press conference. I mean, they're fighting to fight for my title at the end of the day. So. Like I said, I'm the I'm the best guy in the world. So to prove you're the best, you got to beat me. I love the fact that you know, given that you are not fighting, I don't know if you expected a mic to be handed you to you during this. But as soon as it was, you come up with this line straight away. Either I retire Gaygard or I crush Fabian's dreams. Jesus Christ! Did you have that written on the back of your hand? I mean, talk about spur of the moment. <laughs> what a thing no, to say. I, I kind of like spitballed that uh, in the moment. Um, I just was kind of listening to it, uh, listening to both of them and like, kind of like seeing what was going on between them. And then I was like, well, looks like, you know, Fabian's really been dreaming of this moment, like a really long time. And then it sounds like Gegard only has a couple fights left. So I was like, you know what? I was like talking to my girl. We were kind of like spitballing ideas of what to say. And then when I got handed the mic, that's what I said. Cause I truly believe like if I fight Gegard again, I will retire him. And if I fight Fabian, I'm going to crush his dreams. Like, there's no doubt about it. It's interesting as a guy who's been watching Fabian since his, his first pro fight, when he was in the middleweight ranks, uh, when he first joined the middleweight ranks in Bellator, Gegard's on top of the division and everyone's going, you know, wow, like it's a, such a tough fight for Fabian once he gets up to the championship bout. Now you come along and you absolutely watched Gegard when you fought him. I think it was 50-45 on every judge's scorecards. Now it's like, wow. That is that is a whole different problem now for Fabian Edwards at the top of the division. Um, have you watched much of him? Like as you're on the ascent in Bellator, are you are you watching the prospects? And if so, what do you think of Fabian Edwards? Of course, I watch everybody. I watch all the prospects. Um, I'm a student of the sport. I watch uh, every promotion. You know, anybody that's within my weight class, I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching UFC, Bellator, One, um, KSW, even at times. But 
I think Fabian's a good fighter. He's one of the best guys in the world. Definitely one of the best guys in Bellator division, uh, middleweight division. So uh, I give him props. Um, But I think he does have a tough test this Friday. And if he can get past Gegard, that would be huge. And then he's going to have to try to get past me. And I really don't think he will be able to. Is that the one when when you're a guy like yourself, you're undefeated, you're absolutely mowing through this division, holding the title. Do you want the more fresher matchup? Like, are you looking for something new and exciting each time? Or is Musasi as exciting as it was first time around, if that happens to be the next fight for you? Honestly, I really don't care who the opponent is. Um, I'm just looking for my next fight, get another paycheck, stay undefeated, stay winning. Um, but it would be good to beat uh, Gegard again. It'd be good to beat a fresh and new face that's an up-and-comer that be a highly regarded fighter as well. Also, with all the hype with his brother, um, winning, winning the UFC championship and defending it against Usman, that's huge, you know? So there's a whole storyline behind that, and I would love to just shut that down. But <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to crush his dreams. I'm going to change my uh, name to the Dream, the dream Crusher. <laughs> but... <laughs> anyway, it really doesn't matter to me. Uh, both are exciting matchups for me. I just like fighting. Um, I love my job. I'm I'm just here to compete and have fun. You mentioned it there. I mean, I think that would be one of the like. Obviously, it's popping in the UK at the moment. Um, even Bellator cards, all all of the promotions going to the UK are having a lot of success. And if that was to become a story, right? I think that's a big selling point. If, if Fabian managed to get through Masasi, the two Edwards boys going for world titles, but here you are telling me you want to crush the dreams, at least tease us a little bit. I mean, you have to be saying, I mean, what's going to happen here? Who knows? Fabian Edwards, you're not even giving us that much, Johnny. You're saying absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any chance. Um, I mean, there's always a chance. For me to make a mistake and him catch me slipping, but I think the likelihood of that happening is very low, and I just don't see him beating me ten times out of ten. It seems like right. There's a different dynamic between you and Musasi and you and Fabian. I feel like Fabian's the guy with the chip on his shoulder. He he's coming up. He's kind of saying, "I'm looking at the belt. I'm not looking at Johnny." Whereas Musasi's like, "Look, this guy's great. He beat me. He cracked me in the first round. I couldn't get my feet under me for the rest of it." Do you notice that as well? Like, does there feel like there's yeah. a bit more metal between you and Fabian? Yeah, I feel like uh, Gegard's just, you know, more of a classy guy. Not to say Fabian's not a classy guy. He, he's actually pretty respectful, pretty cool. Um, when when there's no cameras and stuff, we're respectful. We don't really talk shit. Um, but cameras turn on, you know, he kind of get, gets a little chip on his shoulder. I'm always the same. I'll talk a little bit of shit to your face just because I'm fucking around. But... Yeah, he, he seems like he has a little chip on his shoulder. He seems like he doesn't get the respect that he deserves, and that's cool. You know what I mean? I was in the same position. I still am in the same position. A lot of people like dis- discount that uh, I, I beat Gegard the way I did and that I think I'm one of the best guys in the world, if not the best guy in the world. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I understand where he's coming from, and I understand the feeling, but I just think I'm I'm, I'm much better than him, and I think uh, he doesn't match up very well against me. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't care who I fight at the end of the day. Um, he has a tough test in Gegard on Friday. If he can get past him, great. If he can't, got to keep trying, keep working, brother. Do you think they're going to do the big face off with you and the winner, bring the champ into the, into the cage and, and get the juices flowing for whatever happens next after this one? Cause I love that. I'm a big fan. Why do you think I'm here, man? Come on. <laughs> you think they just brought me out here just to like at the press conference talk a little shit 
and then you know go eat some snails or something i'm about to go eat some snails i think um you know just just get a flight to paris just just for the hell of it of course i'm going to be in the cage after i'm going to face off with the winner and they're going to announce my next fight and i'm really excited for it um yeah i can't wait man this this is this is great are you excited for the snails? I'm a bit soft myself. I don't like being adventurous. I keep my stuff straight down the middle. I mean, about yeah. to try snails. I mean, that could go either way. How, how's a guy from America going to just go over there and start eating snails? I don't know if that goes together <laughs> very well, Johnny. Uh, I was talking to Hoist a little bit ago. He said, if you don't think about it, like what, what kind of food it is, it, it tastes pretty good. So I'm just going to go with his uh, mentality on this, not really think too much about it and just try it. <laughs> Does so, it, is it I the mean, old classic tastes like chicken is that what they're telling you yeah yeah probably tastes like chicken yeah just like gator tastes like chicken frog legs <laughs> taste like chicken yeah i'll take your word for it i'll take your word yeah. for it but um johnny there is a growing conversation yeah. with you being labeled as the best middleweight in the world we had the conversation with ariel hawani and chuck mendenhall back in february when you defended your title um are you noticing this? Are you feeling that? Because I feel like every time I see you on a broadcast or I see people talking about you, that is the conversation they're having. Yeah, I mean, the team that's around me, the way I'm training, the way I'm sparring, the the how much I'm getting better exponentially. I I just see myself the best middleweight in the world. If not, I'm going to be a multi-divisional champ, you know, multi-promotional champ. Um I can't really say too much on that because I don't know really where my career is going to go from here, but I will say I'm going to keep winning. I'm going to keep dominating and I'm just getting better. It seems to be a thing that's happening a lot now with Bellator champions. There's talk of Nemkov, there's talk of your friend, uh, Yaroslav Amosov as well. Like, do you put weight behind that? Do you believe that that is an accurate statement that Yaroslav could beat Leon, you could beat Stoilbender? Nemkov could potentially fight the UFC 205 champion. Like, how much substance do you believe there is to that? Uh, I 100% believe in that completely. Um, those are three very good examples. I think Nemkov could beat Sweet Dreams Hill, even though I'm friends with Sweet Dreams Hill. That's a that's a tough matchup for him. Not to say he'll kill him. I think it'd be a close fight, but he definitely is a contender for the best fighter in the world at 205. Uh, me, I think I destroy Stylebender. It's just a bad matchup for him um I, I just mix things up too well um i'd wrestle strike and he really exposed himself when he fought Pereira how bad his grappling was so i just think i'm a terrible matchup for him and then also yarsov amasov i think he's the best welterweight in the world like no doubt i think he dominates leon like bad like storily bad that was a, that was an exhibition that was yeah. absolutely incredible. I want to talk about Amosov more, but yeah. to speak about Stoilbender, like, do you look at matchups like, you know, Blahovich? We saw a lot of people talk about grappling and stuff, but it was, it was so much more than that. I mean, he definitely used grappling towards the last two rounds. But is that another matchup when you see a fight like that? You're like, this this could be a good one for me. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it because I'm I'm a heavily um, I'm a heavy grappler and I also have hands and I also can kick. I'm I'm very well rounded. If you're very well-rounded and you have a good grappling background and you can hold people down and do damage, I mean, that's a tough matchup for a striker. I can remember when Musasi went to Bellator, um, a lot of the fans were angry because they were like, that's the guy. Like, that is the matchup nightmare for Israel Adesanya. And then you go and do that to him. I think that only adds fuel to the fire for everyone yeah. speaking about this. They're like, well, well, holy, holy shit, look what happened when he fought him, you know? Yeah. So... I think, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a little bit younger uh, and I'm only getting better. So 
with every fight, you're going to see how much better I'm getting. And it's going to get scary, man. It's going to get dangerous. And, you know, right now it's just talks. Eventually, you know, maybe we can make that fight happen. I don't, I'm not sure how, how we would. But I'm, I'm just here to become the best fighter, to to fight the best in the world, and, and to prove that I'm the number one pound-for-pound pound guy in the world. I wanted to talk to you about Amosov. You guys seem to get on well. Is is that accurate? Yeah. He's like a brother to me. Like, legit. He's the man. Like, he's... Oh. I love I love training with that guy. He's the, he's the number one guy that pushes me in in training, in sparring, in, in everything. And he's just like a great person at the end of the day. I was blown away by that performance in Dublin. Um, I, I got the pleasure of speaking to him beforehand. And it's crazy to think, like, you know months before that interview he was defending his hometown you know like literally liberating his hometown in the ukraine and then going in and putting on the best performance of his life you know i felt like i was watching something historic something legendary taking place there um you were in the crowd that night in dublin right i had media yes. members all around me freaking out trying to get a word with you i can remember like is he there is he available well the fight was on like the main event's on and people are saying this but um yeah. what what did you think of that performance like did you like I mean as an athlete yourself, were you kind of thinking, look, this guy's been through a lot? I know you see him in the gym, but I mean, just such a strain on his his life, his family life, and then all around the world preparing for the fight. Did that shock you to see him put on a performance like that? Uh not necessarily, man. He's a tough individual and and I think he has a very similar mindset to me. Not probably not exact. We're we're different in, in, in certain senses, but I could see how like fighting is like a luxury to him. Like it's not that stressful for him. Like he's been through a war, like an actual war. So to put it in perspective, going out and fighting in a cage for money is literally a luxury. Like that's fun. And honestly, that's how I see cage fighting. Like, but I, I don't have to go through a war to kind of like have that feeling of like, Oh, this is like a luxury. This is fun. This is, I'm I more picture it as I could have worse jobs that are a lot more important. This is just entertainment at the end of the day. And I'm just here to put on good shows, put on good performances and, and have fun in the cage. But it's like, I could see how like it wasn't that stressful for him. You know, it's just, it's just another day. It's another glorified sparring match. Um, it's, it's a luxury, you know, at the end of the day that we're able to do this and get paid for it. So I don't know, man, it, it was just really cool to watch that happen and to witness history in the making like that. And I'm just glad, glad to be a part of the story and just know him as a person and, and just be a part of it all. I was uh, looking at like the Matt and ATT, looking at you guys' pictures and looking at the guys they're training with, like absolutely outrageous. Like w the greatest Matt in the world. It must be. I seen, you know, pictures with you with the OGs, Masvidal, uh, Poirier, all these guys, Mike Brown, obviously, uh, he is the guy, I believe who began the narrative that you're the best middleweight in the world. And it kind of snowballed from there. But I also yeah. see a guy that a lot of people are very excited about, um, in the UFC, Bo Nickel as, as the best middleweight in the world. Tell me how good is this guy? Bo's very good, very talented. He's just very green. He needs more fight experience. Um, but the, the kid's a problem. He's very good. Um, I mean, I think the hype is real about him. I train with him. He's he's damn good at what he does. He's just a little green in, in the 
in certain areas, but he will get better with time. He will get better with training. He will get better with um, getting fight experience. And I expect that out of him. He's a high level competitor and I think he's going to be very, very good. And he's going to be a problem in the future. Do you think that's a bad thing having so much hype in you so early in your career? I feel like that's very unfair. When a guy is so hyped like that, I feel like even if if he doesn't go in there and rip a dude's head off and rip his spleen out every time he fights, people are going to be like, "Oh, they overhyped this kid." You know? Do, do yeah. You think it be negative. It could be negative. Um, but I mean, he somewhat deserves the hype because of what he did in his college career and and everything before that. Um, you know, it is what it is. Like. I didn't have much hype about, about me here. I'm just now getting hype and I'm a world champion and I'm undefeated. It's like, I had to do a lot more work to get a little bit of hype behind me, but even Bo has more hype than me, but it's besides that, I really don't care. It's at the end of the day, it's just attention and it's whatever I'm getting paid. Well, I'm, I'm having fun. This is a luxury for me that I get paid to do this. And I wake up every day and this is my life. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, I, I really can't believe like, I turned my dreams into a reality. I, you know, as a kid, I would play the USC game and, you know, think about, Oh, I want to be a professional athlete or a professional fighter when I'm, when I'm older and now I'm living the dream. So, um, at the end of the day, it's just, that's just a little shit at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. I'm just happy. What I do for a living is being a professional fighter and I get to do this like every single day, you know, every, living, breathing moment, uh, I get to work on my craft and get better. So for me, that's just pennies. Final question. Um, as a student of the game and a guy who watches this division very, very closely, um, as you can tell from your fantastic record and the gold belt that you wear around your waist, um, <laughs> can you tell us uh, how this fight is going to play out? How do you see this one going? I could see Gegard doing a good job being set up the striking with the grappling and, you know, beating Edwards. I could also see Edwards getting inside and and landing like a good elbow and like putting Gegard out or maybe, you know, stealing a couple rounds by outstriking him. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a really good matchup. It's going to be a close fight, I think. So I, can't, I really can't tell what's going to happen, but... I will say Gegard seems relaxed. He seems like he's he's coming to the end of his career. Like So who knows how he performs? I think Edwards has a chip on his shoulder, so he's going to go in there and try to take his head off. Um, but who knows? You know who, who knows what happens? Um, I really can't make a fight prediction right now. And like I said, I'm prepared for bo- both guys. And I'm pre- prepared for anybody in the world. So really doesn't matter to me who wins on Friday night, but I'm excited to be a part of it and I'm excited to watch. Johnny, thank you so much. I hope you go and you enjoy your snails, maybe some frog's legs later on in the afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Congratulations on all your success. And I look forward to seeing who the next challenger to the throne is. Awesome. Appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. All the best, sir. All the best. Johnny Eblen, what a great guy. Really enjoyed speaking to him and uh, was really really sound as well given that you know he had jet lag he told me he didn't sleep at all very well he was on his way to get breakfast when i was speaking to him first when he first came on the zoom call so i really appreciate it and shout out to my man danny brenner for sorting that one out um yeah i'm really excited about this fabian thing because if fabian wins as i've said already this could be a huge pop in the uk for bellator and they've already done well in the uk like i've been at those cards mvp etc 
Like, we're celebrating Cage Warriors in three arena a few weeks back. Like, they were doing more numbers than that with the likes of them. So, I mean, if, if Cage Warriors is success doing that in Dublin, I think it's fair to say that Bellator have been successful in the UK too. But I think this would take it to another level completely. It's funny, like, Leon is now, like, the iconic brother there. But there was a time when Leon wasn't best liked by fans, but Fabian was the beloved one. So, not to say that fa- people dislike Fabian now. It's just that his brother's become such a huge star now because of the, the UFC title and everything. But what a story that would be. These two kids coming over here from Jamaica nearly end up in gangs and then become champions. It's fucking class. I love the boys. Um... We got Katie Taylor next week, so Ariel's coming into town. He is such a diva, man. Organize this, organize that. I'm joking, of course. But uh, I'm buzzing to have him here. I just don't know if I'm going to have two seconds to see him. Well, I will definitely see him, but he, his schedule is crazy. We're trying to pick some times to do different things. Very difficult to do. I might get him on for an audio-only podcast um, maybe for next week. I'll see. I'll see how he's fixed. It's not down to me. You know I want him on. But uh, he's just so goddamn busy. Um... Big things popping up. What did you think of the Nate Diaz thing? Look at this guy coming to Ireland this week. He's the host of the Nate Diaz and Jake Paul thing. The press conference, sorry. I I actually agree with Nate. I think the venue was too big to not have fans in it. Because of the way Nate speaks, you nearly want to have the fans in the background providing that noise, you know? Whereas the meter of the way he speaks is so interesting as as a journalist. But for a big room full of media and no crowd... I don't think that suits him very well. So I, I still was very entertained. I even didn't watch the first bit of the Champions League semi-final so I could watch it. Loved them storming off and Jake taking the hump with him. Like you could tell Jake was absolutely bewildered by that. Hilarious. Um, that will be another one to look forward to in August. Hopefully some fans there at the press conference when they land in Dallas to do that fight. Buzzing to see Ariel over here next week. It's only been 10 years since he's been here. I don't know if we're going to make the Hard Sound House, but we'll try and do something. Big thank you to Troy. Big thank you to Jordan. Big thank you to Johnny Eblen. Big thank you to Danny Brenner. And big thank you to you for listening. I love you loads. See you on Tuesday. Enjoy the fights. I fancy Dan Gary won. All the best. Mm-hmm.